0: I'm Hugh. I'm Linda. Together we're Hinda.
1: And this is Hindacast. Well, Hugh, Confessions Week in Maths Season Ten. Let's dive straight in and talk about the good, bad, and the ugly.
0: Do you know who the good and the bad and the ugly is?
1: Well, I know who the bad and ugly is. I'm
0: struggling <laughs> to find out the good.
1: Get started with Harrison and Bronte, and see where we go from there.
0: This time last week, we rated the couples and their chances of saying yes at the final vows. Uh, I think we should do it again. All right. Let's start with Harrison and Bronte.
1: Boring, boring, boring. Same old, same old. Gaslighting, drama, space, moving out, moving back in. Bronte apologising. Harrison gaslighting her. It's just, it's so counterproductive. It's so toxic.
0: It's Groundhog Day. It's the same stuff all over again. And they're just delivering it again and again and again. And I'm, I'm sick of the same meal.
1: Yeah, I'm so over it. I really am. I think, I suppose I'm still going to go with zero in relation to my rating for these two. I think no matter what, they are not going to say yes at the final ceremony. Why would they? They're out of the show at that stage.
0: You just wonder, would they, would they maybe think they have a career if they just stay around for a little bit longer? Yeah, you're right. They'll stick out the show because these two are just here for all the wrong reasons. There's just, just no other way to say it. They're fake, fake, fake.
1: Look, at, bearing all that in mind, let's just talk about what happened um, during the week in yeah. relation to these okay. two.
0: Let's try briefly.
1: Well, we see Bronte making the telephone call to Harrison basically saying, oh, yeah. if you're ready, you can move back in any time. That's right.
0: That's right. Yeah. And, and the phone call and in the phone call, he kind of said, OK, sweet. And then he said the, the piece to camera, he said about time. So there was absolutely no contrition whatsoever. He comes along. They decide they're going to do the photo task. Oh, yeah. Was that was that before? Hold on. Was that before the the cake business?
1: So I think in episode seven, before he moved out, he had given her that cake, that cake that looked like a breast. (laughs) It,
0: It did. And I was waiting. I was actually waiting for some reference to that fact. Every time they zoomed in on it, it just looked like a boob.
1: Yeah, of course it did. Yeah, absolutely. And was he kind of saying, "Bronte, you're making a titty yourself"? Because, <laughs> fairness, she is.
0: Yeah, there was something. It was. I was just thinking there must be something sexual. Again, she mentioned language of love, and she said that her language of love is about affirmation and being able to apologise. Where obviously his language of love is about.
1: Telling her she makes a tit out of herself by giving her a Gift cake, giving,
0: Linda. Gift giving. <laughs> yeah, uh, I knew that, You, I knew oh, that. Oh, I know. But, but then she goes out. And I think then as she made the phone I call. I wanted did
1: she eat a cake. Oh,
0: God. Yeah, that's it. I can't say it. did look like a nice cake. Did she I said it was it? a horrible cake or something. It was a nice cake. It was. Yeah. But anyway, he moved out. He moved out. And I think then she made the phone call. And then he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then they did the photo task. Or they tried to do the photo task. Well, yeah. she did. And she put down the photos. And in fairness, she was very honest. And she put Duncan first and him second.
1: And I would have put Duncan first too. And then,
0: yeah, of course you would have. And then it all started off out of nowhere about space. And she said, you didn't apologize. And you didn't comfort me. And he flipped it.
1: And guess what? They had another route. Yeah.
0: And he flipped it though. Because he went on about feeling abandoned. Abandoned.
1: Yeah, so same old, same old. So we'll move on from them now because I'm really bored.
0: Yeah, I know. Cameron and Lindel. Uh, Cameron and Lyndall.
1: They can do no wrong, can they?
0: Yeah, but, they, but they're a bit boring, Let, let's face it. Although we got a little nugget in that Cameron said something interesting, I thought. He said the reason why he didn't have a relationship over the last number of years was his, quote, wild life. Yeah. Now,
1: I know that we have two very different opinions on that. And I thought he meant wildlife in that he's living out in the wild. He's living far away from, you know, populations and humanity, etc, etc.
0: I I just thought that was a little nugget that they threw in. And I thought he was talking about something else. Maybe he didn't elaborate on or they didn't show us his elaboration. on. So
1: do you think there could be some sort of a backstory that's going to Yeah. I do. Ugly head, I do
0: I feel we still don't know enough about Cameron I feel and in indeed Lyndall's life as well I think these two could be the Olivia and Jackson I've said this before I will say it again until I'm proved wrong it's all being presented as sweet and rosy but there's something there beneath the characters
1: Okay, so look, we rated them. We both gave them a 10 out of 10 chance to really say yes at a final day. So what do you think about that? uh,
0: I'd I'd still probably stick with that because, you know, when they were doing the, the first impressions on Confessions Week, they certainly, from what we saw... They both were very happy to see each other. They were Cam was nervous. She loved seeing it. They described each other as best friends. That was important. That was in the wedding vows as well, too. And she actually liked that. Let's face it. They got a bit of a pass when it came to confession week. There was nothing challenging for them.
1: Not at all. But I don't think that they could have brought up anything challenging in fairness. You know, I think they've been very open and honest with each other from day one Mm. Um, and they've both kind of shown compassion and empathy towards each other. Yeah. So, um, look, it is what it is. I think we should just watch the space. I mean, by their own admissions, they were matched up really well.
0: The producers, though, are not going to let them run through the series without providing something. I don't think there's a history and maths of any couple not providing something. At some point, sometimes three weeks in, sometimes four weeks in, suddenly a couple who have been flying under the radar end up being the centre of attention. But are
1: they going to do that to somebody who has CF? You know, is that the reason that that she's in as such?
0: I don't think that gives her a pass in, in the producer's eyes. OK. We, we, we didn't rate Harrison and Bronte. Are we going to go back and try and rate Harrison and Bronte? Well, we-
1: look, it, I'm still going to go with zero. I don't think they have any chance of saying yes to final vows.
0: OK. I, I think they'll certainly make it to final vows. I'm starting to come around to your point of view, so I'll drop my three back to a one. Interesting. OK, Hugh does listen to Linda.
1: <laughs> Occasionally, yeah.
0: Dan and Sandy. Look, at
1: on the face of it, I think there's nothing new there. They seem to be getting on really well. I just think they have that kind of maturity in the relationship um, that some of the other couples don't have. But then again, they've been, well, certainly he's been around the block and she's well into her 30s as well. So she's no spring chicken. She's had yeah. like, some life experience.
0: Yeah, whether she's actually really ready for a relationship remains to be seen. I, I'm still not sure of that. I think she wants it. Whether she's ready for it and whether she's capable of it is something else because she's got to this stage of her life. However, they have a lot of things in their favor. They certainly seem to communicate. And we're going to be coming back to that again and again and again. It is the key to a good relationship.
1: Yeah. And then Dan respects that, you know, Sandy needs space and and vice versa. Mm. They're not covetous of each other's space and, you know, want to be with each other all the time. So. When they are together, they seem to come on really well.
0: Yeah, they do. They, they connect. There's a connection forming, we're told. Her story or her confession letter, if you want to call it a confession letter, is a story about how she felt. An out, up as an, an outsider. Yeah, 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 absolutely. She seemed to go to um, quite a good school, but she was the only non-white face. How she felt about that. She opened up to him. She was vulnerable. Again, as you'd expect from Dan, he responded really well. Yeah. When it came to the five-year plan, there was a lot of alignment. They they put down seven items and they matched in five of them. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't ignore that.
1: No, no, and I completely agree. But again, you know, I'm kind of wondering, is it because of their age and because of their emotional maturity um, and their maturity in general? That, you know, you get to a certain age and, and you're you want different things that you, that you want than you want to do when you're 20.
0: Yeah, the power is back on. We
1: had, yeah, we had an outage here for the last hour and a half or so.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we gave them, you gave them six. I gave them five last week. I think on the basis of what we've seen, I'd increase mine. To what? I'm going to go from five to seven.
1: I'm going to stay at six. Okay. Again, too sweet to be wholesome. Something has to happen. They're just sailing along there too nicely. Okay. Okay. And there's too many couples sailing along too nicely.
0: Yeah. Jess and Claire. What did we say?
1: Okay, so again, I suppose the week um, started out when they moved into the apartment and Jess was freaking out about the apartment. Um, It
0: was a Claire type of apartment. Yeah, yeah. He was ready. He was in the apartment before her and he was
1: looking for a route.
0: Oh, he was absolutely spoiling. She hadn't even walked in and he was speculating on what she was gonna say. He was picking up stuff, he was ridiculing the painting. It was just awful, wasn't it?
1: And then also given a bit that he'd know where to put his stuff and the whole business there wasn't of storage and you know, I just it's the first time I've ever seen any of the couples behave like that or, or any anybody behave like that in relation to the apartment. Mm. And generally speaking they walk in and go, Oh wow, this yeah. is clear. Cool. This is I brilliant. Know. And he was so Not down just. on it. No, just... but, but,
0: but he was just in a humour. And then the whole thing and then we got a lovely moment. Claire was so caring. She said, We got this. They looked at the photo. He was looking at the photo of the wedding. Yeah. It was really nice. And I said And I did
1: to, see a glimmer of hope.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We left episode seven in a good place. And then episode eight hits. Yeah. They've been out for a drink the night before, a load of them and there's something going on.
1: I I suppose I don't really know what the allegations were because all he's saying is that he was aware that um, Claire and Adam were getting close and there was touching of the arm and um, they were leaning into each other and then they disappeared to be alone in inverted commas.
0: Well it, it sounded to me like Jesse had a good few beers in him he saw things that probably didn't exist or maybe existed to a minor level Whether he had much of a right to have a say in anything is open to debate.
1: Well, I certainly don't believe that he had a right to demand to know who she was talking to when she came back to the apartment and she was on the phone. Again, he's just jumped to conclusions. He would no actual proof that anything happened. And I I don't think that's right in any relationship for somebody, for one person to demand the other person's phone to look through. You either trust a person or you don't. If you don't trust a person, you need to question why you're in that relationship.
0: What's clear is he handled it very, very badly. Yeah. Totally badly left himself wide open because what happens then is you lose the moral high ground.
1: Yeah, and then going to Adam's door and, you know, involving Janelle, et cetera, in it and calling her husband a snake. And uh, what was he thinking? Yeah, You know, it's such a childish way to deal with things. I understand that he was hurt. I understand that he was a little bit paranoid. I get all of that. But surely he should have sat down and spoken to Claire about it before he went off and started accusing her of things and started accusing... Adam of things. Like he just has lost moral High ground. And I don't even know. If there's a way back for Jesse.
0: Well. Yeah. that That's the. That's the thing. I mean. To me. It was over and done with. Because he said. Without. She wouldn't hear his side of the story. and Because he just. Peed her off. There's no. no, 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 no way that's to when say.
1: they. When they met the next day. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And he said. Without hearing my side of the story. Sorry. And goodbye. And off he went. And I thought. That's him off the show. He's walked out. No. Not a bit of it. He just moved to another apartment. Yeah,
1: he's just brazen it out, yeah.
0: And I said, oh, here we go. Another couple who should be gone are going to hang around like a bad smell.
1: Yeah, because Claire says at the end, you know, that she is waiting for the experts to give them some advice and put them on the right track. Like, you know, they're experts. They're not magicians, Claire. No,
0: they're not miracle makers, no. I hate to break it to No, I gave them two. You gave them one last time.
1: No, I gave them two. You gave oh, them Oh, sorry, one. pardon me, yeah. I'm still going to say two, because I think given the fact that they were so excited about seeing each other in the first episode, um, and I think that Jesse absolutely needs a lot of work, a lot mm. of work. So it all depends on whether he takes the advice from the experts and whether he, he chooses to work on himself and actually move on from the kind of groundhog day that he's been living in since he split up with his, his
0: ex what, yeah. seven years ago. For two years, he didn't meet any of the ex's friends. Oh, look,
1: I just thought that was weird. There was just, there's a reason for that. Again, there's a backstory that we don't know about because that's not normal. That's not normal for two years that you're actually seeing somebody and you refuse to introduce him to your friends.
0: She could have been married. She could have been. Did you think of that? I did. Yeah.
1: I did. But, you know, I think he would have said that. I think he would have said, look, she was married. What are you suggesting that she was married and he didn't know?
0: No, no, no. I don't. I don't think that. I. I just. There's. There's. There's endless possibilities. That. That's a strong one. I think. But either way, it's just.
1: No, I. I don't think she was married. I just don't think that she. I think she was just using her for sex. I do. Realize. Right. And she just didn't want an emotional relationship with him, an emotional attachment to him. And he did. He was obviously living in his own little world, and he thought that there was something in the relationship that clearly wasn't there. <sighs> And he was willing to accept that because he was mad about her.
0: He's not the kind of guy I can picture a woman using for sex.
1: Well, I don't know, Hugh. Like, I don't know. It all depends it's on what just you're into, not I suppose. Ringing
0: through. Again, there's a backstory there we're just not hearing.
1: And I'm looking forward to hearing the backstory. But I'm also looking forward to hearing what advice the experts can give the couple. And I do hope the experts actually step up and give advice.
0: Well, I, yeah, I, I wish you luck with that one. I, I'm not too sure they will. We'll see what happens uh, at commitment We're ceremony. Holding
1: out faith in John.
0: We're kind of in a in a holding bay for the next three days while we wait expectantly on Sunday to come along.
1: I know, that was a real kick in the teeth discovering that it wasn't on Thursday. Yeah, we all thought we it was Thursday. It, for yeah, we, we thought it was going yeah, to be a so Thursday. Yeah, I was so looking episode. forward to it.
0: A strange one now Adam and Janelle.
1: What did you make of that phone task? I mean, I can understand completely, obviously, why they were asked to participate in the phone task, because I think everybody wants to know what was on Adam's phone and whether he (laughs) had had a conversation with Claire the night before, including the experts.
0: And the experts just by chance decided they'd been thinking about it for ages. Obviously, they just decided by chance, we'll introduce this brand new task the morning after this whole thing. Yeah. When you look through each other's phones. Yeah, yeah.
1: But Adam was having none of it. Now, is it just me, Hugh, or did he actually appear nervous? Was that just appear camera? Appear nervous. Or- <laughs> appear
0: nervous. He
1: sweating. He was, wasn't he? And yeah, jittering and kind look, of looking around him. And look,
0: We, the viewer, have a big problem. And the problem is this of all people, the most likely person to refuse the phone swapping task would be Adam. He would be the guy who seems to have most to hide, is most shifty.
1: He's shifty, isn't he? Yeah, he, he took 20, the words out of my 20 mouth. 20
0: participants, okay? So that's an issue that even if this allegation wasn't in the air, he, in my view, was never going to show Janelle his phone.
1: Yeah, and Joe, I feel kind of sorry for Janelle because he's literally buying and selling her. Like, she's just oblivious, isn't she? She just doesn't know how to handle him.
0: Well, she's saying one thing and doing another because in her piece to camera afterwards, she kind of said, I would have liked to see the phone. And it's a bit strange that he didn't show me the phone. But to, to, with him, she was, you're absolutely dead right. We shouldn't be swapping our phones. We don't need to. We're not like Jessie. She bought whatever Adam was selling her. Well,
1: that's exactly it. Because he just had the ability to manipulate her and talk her around. Yeah. And she didn't have the strength of character to say, no, hang on for a second. This is the task we were given. So this is the task we should do. There's my phone, Adam. Whether you choose to look at it or not, it's entirely up to you. Hmm. But I'm going to go through the task and look at yours. It was the ideal opportunity and it was a no-blame culture. And if he had kind of, even if there was nothing on the phone and he had been upset with her for looking at the phone in the task, well then surely that's going to raise the red flags for her.
0: I think though what it shows overall, and we didn't talk about in the previous couples, but we'll talk about it now, is the Confession Week's tasks. The tasks were very poorly supervised. There seemed to be no hard and fast rules in how they were done.
1: I completely agree. I think yeah, they were their interpretations, the way the, the couples interpreted yeah. them, were different, and and I kind of had I kind of struggled as well, understanding how and why they were asked to do what they were asked to do in some cases.
0: Yeah, and we got it. Admittedly, we got it selectively, and that sometimes we saw one couple choosing the photos, uh, we saw one one member of the couples choosing the photos, we didn't see the other.
1: And the same uh, with writing the the letters. We heard one. Yeah. Um, person's letters and not the other, etc.
0: That's not unknown, but generally what is always done is they list out the photo. Fo- the photos are put in a row. All the photos are put in a row. We didn't always see that. What do we give Adam and Janelle? We gave them you gave them four, I gave them two last time. Should we increase or decrease that? Do you think I'm Eden?
1: happy to leave it. I'm happy to leave it at four. What do you think?
0: I'm going to raise my two. I'm going to match your four. Are you? And agree oh. with you.
1: Okay. Yeah. I thought you would. Yeah. You usually do go around yeah. my way of thinking Yeah, eventually.
0: I do. I do. It usually takes shorter time than a week. There you go.
1: <laughs>
0: Ollie and Tani, they are still a cute couple. They put each other top of the photo ranking task. But they didn't do the photo ranking task like the rest of the participants did the photo ranking task.
1: Yeah, the way it was done in the past and that with the straight line. Yeah, I agree. So they had this kind of a pyramid thing going on.
0: Yeah, she started it. And she put the older guys in the sort of, I would you say, a middle row and then the younger guys all on a bottom row.
1: She really appeared to have the huts for Josh, didn't she? That really surprised <laughs> me. God, yeah, I didn't see I that know. One. did you? If Melissa was aware that Tani um, was so enamoured with Josh, it would make Melissa look at Josh in a completely different light. Do you not think so?
0: Well, she fancies Josh anyway. Like sexually. She doesn't need a help no, with that No, I one. don't
1: think she fancies Josh. I think she just fancies a man with a pulse.
0: We're already doing it. We're talking about Melissa and Josh. You okay, do realise I wrote more notes on Melissa and Josh than practically all the other okay, participants okay. put together. Let's go back to Ollie and to, Tanny. Let's stick to them. Because I didn't okay. write
1: any notes at all. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: Well, look, I, uh, John, actually had an, John the expert had an interesting quote while Ollie and Tanny were doing their challenge. He said... How they navigate the test is the true test. Was that him getting out of the all doing, doing it by the rule book? Or I think he just meant... Well, go on, you you. Yeah, me.
1: I think, you know, in fairness, Hugh, I think that um, the way we've seen it in the past, there was no hard and fast rule. There was never a rule stating put them all in a straight line. What they did say, you need to rank them, mm. you know, in order of your preference. And that's what she did, in fairness. She put Ollie at the top, and then she put the other three older men... And the second line. And then she put the remaining contestants or participants in the third line. So she didn't do anything wrong.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I think if when we talk about our next couple, we'll just bear that in mind that how they navigate the challenge is the true test. Okay, what John said, because we initially gave Ollie and Tani seven each. Are we sticking with that?
1: You know, I think the fact that both of them wanted to read that one D (laughs) book. Like, that was just, I'm going to increase mine. I'm going to increase mine to eight.
0: Ooh, great minds think alike. I'm going to increase mine as well. Uh, Just to be different, I'll go nine. Okay. Just to be different, I'll go nine. Yeah, they really do seem to be genuinely getting on very, very well. Yeah. Uh, I don't see any bumps in the road at this point in time. So for that reason, you'd kind of have to go nine.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. We'll see.
0: How you navigate tests. Okay. Shannon and Caitlin.
1: OK, let's look at yeah, them we're getting back to the navigating
0: then. their test. OK, they're like big kids in that apartment until the photo ranking task begins and it's car crash. It is.
1: I I think that in, in Shannon's way, he was trying to be honest and I really do think that he was trying to show some empathy um, by saying, oh, look, at, I've seen the, I haven't seen these girls without makeup. And I've seen you without makeup and we have to be honest. And I think it's we need to, to be honest here and get all this stuff out of the way. I, I don't know. You take over here. Yeah, but
0: again, to get back to what John said, navigating the task. and And when I looked at that, I went, no, he's navigating the task all wrong. He can still do the task, but he can do it with feeling and compassion for his partner if he had feelings and compassion for her. But he obviously didn't.
1: I think that he honestly thought that he was showing feelings and compassion in the comments that he was making. I honestly believe that that's his idea of compassion and empathy. I I do, Hugh. So
0: Anybody who's in a relationship, and this guy has been in a relationship <coughs> for 10 years or whatever, you anybody who's in that. a relationship knows that it's not what you do, it's how you do it. And it's how you choose your words and how you get your point across and how you take your partner's feelings into consideration that either win or lose the day.
1: But that's what I'm saying and that's my argument. I honestly think that he thought that he was being nice to her by saying what he said. I think he believed in himself that he was taking her her feelings into consideration and showing empathy. I,
0: do. I I'm going to disagree with you. I think he was letting her down gently. Okay. Or very ungently, as the case well, may be. Well, as the case may be, Is yeah. Because a word? Non-gently. <laughs> less gently. He, he just wasn't. Let's But that's what I think. Because I think the ex was on his mind.
1: Yeah, but let's just get back to the to, to photo challenge. I think the horrible thing was that he had originally ranked Caitlin second. And then oh, when yeah. he thought about <laughs> oh, it and God, reflected on that. it, he subsequently relegated her to third place. Like... That's embarrassing. That that was humiliating for her. Well, you know, was oh, he I put thinking? you a second. Oh, well, actually a, a, now a, a, that I he, think a, about a, it, no, a, you're not you're not a second, I'll put you third. And he like,
0: deliberated over it. Okay, you could have a sudden flash of stupidity. You know, you know I've had sudden flashes of stupidity.
1: You've had many sudden flashes of stupidity.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but I had I considered it, it would have been fine. But sometimes you engage your mouth before your brain. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that. He didn't suddenly go, do you know what, I really should go third and bang. he got go, mm, and he took
1: ages. That's what I'm saying, he thought about it, he put some thought into it. Like, you know, now that I've weighed it up, you know, now that I've kind of considered it and reflected and thought about it a little bit more, <laughs> mm-hmm. nah, you're not really a, a two, you're a three. You know, it's like.
0: So they had a conversation about his ex with the phone call and he said, I'm still in love.
1: What? The F is going on there. Why is he there?
0: If that's not the iceberg to your Titanic, nothing should be.
1: I don't get this. I don't get like I don't get how he can still be on that. And if that's not just shouting out for attention, he's on Mm -hmm. the show because of attention, etc. You know, I I don't I don't know where this show was going. Poor Caitlin. Like she just genuinely want to find somebody. And I really do believe that. And I do believe that she's given him so many chances and she's trying her very best. But it's never going to work because he's still in love with his ex. Yeah. like He's still in love. He's admitted that on the show already. So I don't know what the experts can say to them on the couch that's going to make that any better. You can't invest your time and energy into a relationship with somebody who has admitted that they're still in love with their ex.
0: The credits rolled on that episode and I thought, well, that's it. They are finished. The next episode will probably get a little piece from the narrator saying that they've left the experiment. Because they must be dead in the water. The iceberg has hit Titanic, as I say. The episode comes and they're still together.
1: Yeah, yeah. Despite, you know, his phone being blown up by calls and texts from his ex. Despite the fact that he went out into the corridor and sat out there talking to his ex. Despite that he was in tears admitting that he still loved his ex. They were still together. What is going on there? Come on, Caitlin. Cop on to yourself.
0: He made it even worse. He said that he was keeping his ex on the fence just in case things didn't work out with her.
1: No, he came in in the first place to make his ex jealous, if you ask me.
0: I don't know. Either way, it was a slap in the face for Caitlin.
1: It was. And it shouldn't have been allowed. Like, it shouldn't have been allowed. I just don't get that. No. It'll be interesting to see what what the experts say. But look at Caitlin. Seriously, you need to woman up. And when you sit down on that couch... You need to say, I'm not going on with this. I'm not going to embarrass myself by putting any more of my time and attention into this sham of a relationship.
0: Two detached strangers, the other side of the world, independent strangers, the other side of the world, i.e. you and me, looking at his bio two weeks ago, said, this is trouble.
1: You said that from day one. You called that. I will admit that. Yeah, and fair play no, to you. from day did, one. No, we both did. Yeah. You said it will be interesting to see what the situation is in relation to the ex this on again, off again relationship.
0: It all hinges on the X, I think yeah. I I summed it up as. <laughs> Crazily though, based on last week, you gave them seven and I gave them eight out of ten.
1: I gave them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah I did. We did. So I'm definitely going to revise that.
0: Yeah, I know. Where do you, where's your seven going to go to?
1: Look, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to make that a three. And the reason I'm going to make it a three and, and kind of hold out some hope yeah. at all is because Shannon did admit that he needs to grow up. And he needs to give Caitlin a chance. Whether he can do that, I'm very doubtful, but we'll see.
0: I'm amazed you're giving them as high as three. I I just, I I, I go to then. You're convincing me not to go one or zero. I still don't think they should be,
1: I don't think he should have been allowed to participate in the show show anyway. And even when I was watching his um, interviews with Mel, I I was kind of sitting there thinking, I'm not really happy with the quality of his answers. I don't think he's engaged in this process. You know, I had doubts.
0: There's something, yeah, there's, there's something about the guy and the way he presents himself is not good for somebody who's. Well, well he's not
1: honest. He's not honest.
0: No, we we found that out. Let's talk about Duncan and Melissa. And she dropped quite a bombshell that she had an affair when she was much younger uh, with a married man.
1: She was complicit in an affair with a married man.
0: She felt judged by Duncan. Do you think Duncan judged her?
1: I think you could see on, jo- on Duncan's face that he was disappointed and he obviously questioned her moral compass. Um, this was somebody who has come across as all sweetness and light. And I referred to her, you know, baking the cakes and all of this kind of stuff. She is. She's too sweet to be wholesome. I mean, I was saying that there's, she seemed perfect. And now we can see that she's not. I think Duncan thought that as well. I think Duncan really thought that she was like really innocent, sweet, wholesome girl next door with a strict Mormon upbringing and then to, to drop a bombshell like I had an affair with a married man I knew he was married and it lasted six months I don't blame Duncan being upset and shocked don't get me wrong I'm not saying that she didn't have a life a right to a life before she came in of course she did and we've all made mistakes nobody's perfect mm. and we've all had lives and I had a life before you I met you and, and vice versa mm. not you much know, of a life <sighs> Of course not. No, life when not have when I met you, Hugh. Um, mm-hmm. But at nice the same person. time, I, I think he was just shocked at that confession.
0: He was. We should we should add, and it's really important to add, that he was cheated on himself. And it seems to have, have affected him as well. You know, it was particularly raw when he heard it because he'd been cheated upon himself. We just should bear that in mind. He, he described it as extremely poor behaviour and he said it was a choice.
1: Well, right? it is a choice. Yeah.
0: She blamed her Mormon upbringing. What did you think of that? Did you think there was any?
1: I think she blames everything on our Mormon upbringing. I mm. think when it's good, she, she you know, says it's because of my Mormon upbringing. And um, if it's to her advantage and if it's not to her advantage, she blames it on our Mormon upbringing. It's a crutch. It is very much a crutch. Yeah. yeah. It's an excuse.
0: Well, the following morning, anyway, he came in and he said it doesn't change about how he actually feels about her. He knows that she's a genuine person. But I thought he left the door slightly open, maybe being honest, too. And he said he was pretty much at peace. He didn't say he was totally at peace.
1: When is somebody ever at peace with, with a revelation that they're shocked to the core of their being about? Yeah. You know, like, you know, if you or I, if somebody had said to us, look, at I've had an affair in the past, we'd have to make a decision. Well, certainly I would make a decision on that, OK, you made mistakes in your past. I can't judge you. You know, what you do with me and for me um, going forward is what I'll judge you on. We're both old enough to understand that. If that behaviour continues into our future, well, then I won't tolerate it. But I really think that he didn't see it coming. So I expect that it will be brought up in arguments into the future.
0: What it does, I think, is you don't necessarily have to be continually judging the person and be watching out day in, day out for somebody cheating. But if something happens and there's a nagging doubt in your mind, that doubt is a lot stronger if you know the person has cheated and had an affair for six months beforehand.
1: Oh, once a cheater, always a cheater, yeah. And I I, 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 I wouldn't even go that
0: strong, but I'm just saying in the back of your mind you're going, This person has the propensity to do this.
1: They did it before, they can do they it could again. Do of it course, again. absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Could do it and I
1: think any time Duncan wants to take the moral high ground in an argument it will likely come up. So I'm not entirely surprised that the door is left slightly open and that he's pretty much a piece of it. That said, maybe for him, it's a process. Maybe for him, it's a process. He's kind of saying, "Okay, again, what you did in the past, that needs to stay in the past. And hopefully you're not that person going forward. But I'm going to see. I'm going to take a watching brief on this and I'm going to see how you act going forward Mm. before you can gain my full and complete trust.
0: This has just literally come into my head, but there's a clear difference how they tackled the swapping phones task and opening, looking into each other's phones. Okay, in Duncan's case, when it was his turn to open his phone, he opened his phone up. He decided what app was to be opened and he decided what message, what person's messages were to be shown to Alyssa. I think it drove Rama's mother, weren't
1: they? I think, yeah, I think it was, now, yeah.
0: he decided that. She never even held the phone herself. He scrolled, he opened. That's that's what I saw. That's true, that's what yeah, he was, he of was what going I saw. through
1: it and going, oh, this looks interesting. Yeah. And he opened the one from the, ma- the, the Man of
0: Honor. It was totally different when it was her turn to open her phone. This time, the phone was in his hand again, right? And he opened up her phone. It was very yeah. different. I'm just saying, could it be that is a little reflection on the previous confession letter? Could the two be linked? We shall see.
1: I think it's probably given me. um, And again, this I hadn't thought about this before. The impression that he might be a little bit controlling.
0: Again, is a little flag being waved for us. I just thought that was interesting. And the fact that is, is there an imbalance in the relationship now? She feels she has to make up. Maybe so, yeah. And he yeah. may exploit that. Maybe so. A vulnerability, a new vulnerability. That said, I
1: had given them; I'd rated an eight, had given them eight out of ten chance of saying yes to the final vows, and I'm still going to go with the eight. I'm going to stick.
0: I had felt a little bit less. I felt in the back of my mind there was something about Duncan.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you're just jealous. Admit it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. Okay. All
0: right. All right. All right. I just based on I'll, I'm going to drop mine. I'm going to go back to six. Okay. I'm going to drop my I think it all depends on
1: now on how Alyssa handles this going forward. Oh, it forward.
0: does. It does. But I, I can only base it on what I see. And I should only base it on what I see. And what I saw this week makes me think they're a little bit less likely Fair to enough. succeed. Now, Melissa and Josh. Oh, my God.
1: Where do you even start will with we try? This? Will
0: we try and just go up in the helicopter and look down a little bit and just sum up the general themes, maybe, Okay. rather than getting into... That he said, she said, he didn't want to be touched. She wanted to touch him. She didn't know what he did for a job. Okay, but All look of that it started sort of off well. Yes, it did start off well. They were shopping together. They're different shopping, but who doesn't? She likes sourdough. He likes plain white. Yeah, Grant. But it really came down to it. I thought when Josh delivered, I thought, a really vulnerable confession letter. Because it's not often a, a, a man... Who is divorced and becomes a single dad really expresses his feelings very clearly about his children and how long and genuinely how lonely he was, and about how his his identity was effectively stripped because this is very much a family man and yes, his identity was stripped away. He was literally he was skinned alive in an emotional sense, and he puts down the letter. He may as well have been reading last week's shopping list to her. She showed absolutely no empathy, no feeling, no reaction whatsoever.
1: She was eager to talk about herself. She's always eager to talk about herself.
0: There's something about Melissa. She has. She just doesn't read other people and what's going on with them. She just seems to lack empathy. or. Something well, look, I, I think, I think
1: in fairness, it's just that she's not interested. And Josh proved that when he asked, do you know what I do for a living? And she didn't know. She had no clue. She is not interested in him as a person. He is just, he's right. You know, Josh felt like, you know, am I some sort of a, a sex object, sex toy? Yeah, you are. Yeah. As I said earlier on in, in the episode, I'll say it again. He is a man with a pulse that she can have sex with.
0: Unless I'm serving her needs, there's no needs. That's what he said.
1: God, even the fact that he said that is actually quite stomach wrenching, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit sickening. You know, I just I I can't imagine what it'd be like to be somebody like Josh in a relationship with somebody like Melissa.
0: She finally used the B word and she said the whole thing is going to get very boring very quickly.
1: Unless they're at it like rabbits. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah.
0: Nothing about if they build an emotional connection, their sex will be much better.
1: Well, we did say that there was an issue of communication from day one. Yeah. And there still seems to be an issue with communication. That said, I have to blame some of it on Josh because his pieces to camera are, you know, he's quite articulate and he's quite strong about what he what his wants and needs are and his expectations are. But none of that comes across to Melissa. He doesn't actually say any of that to Melissa. He kind of goes, mm, uh, uh, mm, uh OK. It's very he did, non-committal
0: yes but he reached you have to say he did reach breaking point in, in the piece we saw when he said he was just going to bed and he told her about that and he confronted her over not knowing his job
1: again he did confront her but he didn't he didn't go on and kind of elaborate and, and discuss it and communicate with her about it he said it he made a statement and then kind of threw his arms up in the air but oh I told you so and then I'm going to bed
0: it's interesting to see what's going to happen on the couch with them
1: Well, look, it It looks like she'd be sleeping on the couch anyway. (laughs) That's what's going to happen on the couch. (laughs) Oh, I think
0: no, I I think uh, he'll be uh, sleeping on the couch somehow. He's a gentleman. He'd give her the bed.
1: No, he went to bed at the end of the episode. He went to bed and she was left sitting on the couch. Mm. And she said to him something like, oh, I'll come in and, you know, tap you on the shoulder to say goodnight. And he said, he said, oh, I prefer if you didn't. So you had a bit of an issue with that, didn't you?
0: I felt that that was a tactical error by him in that it was going to play into the whole. Thing. She said, oh, this is like my previous relationship. You're like my previous husband. You're you're cold hearted. I'm a tactile person. You're not, you know, speaking my love language and fulfilling my needs. She would be saying, well, this is not about sex. This is just about a hug or a touch. Or whatever. You see,
1: that's the thing. I disagree. I don't think that Mel is a tactile person. I think she just wants sex. She doesn't want touch. You don't Mm. see them sitting there holding hands, you know, touching each other hand on leg. There's nothing like that. If it's not sex, it's nothing. Or any touch that she has engaged in that we've seen so far is with the intention of it leading to sex. So it's not it doesn't seem to be tender.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's usually the role that, that females tend to provide stereotypically, admittedly, when, you know, the woman says, I just want a hug.
1: I think he would have loved just a hug but I think he's afraid now that if he were even to touch her to give her a hug or put his hand on her knee in support or something like that she'd be immediately looking at him and going great we're going to have sex now get your clothes off.
0: She gets the wrong idea.
1: She does completely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I think he's a little bit kind of wounded. I think he's a little bit hesitant and I honestly believe when he said no I'd rather you didn't just leave me alone. I honestly just think he was kind of saying do you know what just leave it. Just leave it. Don't come into me. Leave me be. Don't touch me at all.
0: Yeah, I I hear you better now because if any person is likely to get the wrong end of the stick, it's Melissa.
1: I think she would have been delighted with makeup sex. That I think she calls around just to have makeup sex.
0: Oh dear. In okay. fairness, okay. so
1: you know we need to we need to bear that in mind. Okay. I think the fact that you know when they did do their five year plan.
0: Oh God. There was very little alignment oh, there.
1: There was very little alignment. There no. really was. It was just, no. you know, I kind of had hoped that these two would manage to work it out if they communicated. I don't know. I'm not so sure now, to be honest. So with are
0: we getting into the ratings then?
1: What did we give them originally?
0: We didn't because they hadn't been married at that stage. Oh, yeah. It was yeah, only the eight that's right, yeah. yeah. So you're starting afresh. Will I start? Yeah, go on. I feel one thing about Josh. He's not there just for the fame. He is there to meet somebody. He's probably the most, one of the most, if not the most genuine of the participants. And he won't stay if it's all too much. And he certainly won't say yes in the final vows if he feels he's not in the right place and his needs aren't being met. At the moment, he's really unhappy. And I think for that reason, it would have to be a very low score. And I'm going to go two.
1: Okay, I hear you. And, you know, I I, I do agree with you. That said, I am thinking maybe there's some hope for them. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, the experts will do their job. Call Melissa out, you know, tell her that if you keep, if you keep engaging in the pattern you have been engaging in in the past, you're going to get the results you got in the past. You know, and she did say on her wedding day that she wants to tap out and she wants to be different. Maybe if a third party came in and went, Melissa, cop onto yourself, or are you going to lose this good man? And, and talk to her about how she's coming across. Hmm. you know why are you in this Melissa you did say if he walks out that somebody else will take his place in the morning really
0: oh god yeah why are you in the show don't give me a number
1: I am going to say five wow
0: that's really high I think the twin sister and everything would have to get involved to be anywhere up near there
1: are you talking about (laughs) Theresa
0: no seriously to give advice yeah you
1: are yeah I (laughs) think you're talking about (laughs) Theresa
0: Again, what is this face. Uh, Melinda and Leighton, we don't have much on them.
1: No, um, her jumper shrunk in the dryer.
0: Uh, Leighton is messy.
1: <laughs> and she said goodnight, hubby, or something like that when they were going to bed we together. We got so little of them.
0: There must be something really big going to store with them next week or hopefully. something like that. Yeah, hopefully.
1: And I'm surprised because they're both so strong and yeah. outgoing and outspoken. We saw that with Melinda at the dinner party with Harrison.
0: He seems very emotionally intelligent, right? And he seems to be able to handle her.
1: So, I the first think... don't have to do anything there. He's going to do it all oh. himself?
0: Well, all I'm saying is they seem to have their big friction, again, at the wedding, certainly, if you want to call it that, that she felt jealous of him.
1: She and felt she had to compete,
0: well, not necessarily yes. jealous. Okay, she felt she had to compete with him and she had a problem with how popular he was because she just felt suspicious of it. Maybe a lot of that has been sorted and they are love's young dream at the moment. We're going to see. I do
1: look forward to seeing what happens when they are on the couch. And I, yeah, I think they'll probably bring a little bit more drama next week because I, I think it'll be difficult for Melinda to hold in her opinions for very much. Yeah, longer, you that's know? true. So that's she will true. get airtime. That's not worried about that.
0: Oh, yeah. She'll make sure she gets her airtime. I have a funny feeling about that. What score would we give them then based on all of this? You
1: know, I'm kind of quite optimistic about these two. I think if they put their mind down to it, they could actually do this. I'm going to give them an eight.
0: (laughs) That's the number I had. Of course it is. We'll end end on that agreement. It's Friday now, so two more sleeps till the commitment ceremony. We can't wait. We also would love to get some emails from you guys. uh, Hindareality at gmail.com. Hindareality at gmail.com. Share your views. <laughs> share your bells. Share your opinions with us, guys. We'd love to hear what you think. What you love. To, what you think of the podcast? Uh, what you think is going to happen in the future? What you think of the experts? Uh, we'll certainly be discussing the experts too at the Commitment Ceremony. And you thank you
1: mean. too for everybody who has emailed us. It's, ah, it's yeah. really good to read the emails. Yeah, it's really, really good is. to read the feedback. It really is. Thanks we, again.
0: We'll include a few of them in the next uh, podcast or two. Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon, guys. Keep watching Maths and Take bye for care, now. Bye bye. Before you go just a quick request please like and subscribe to our podcast and if you can pop on a notification that way you'll know when our podcast drops if you'd like to get in touch with the show you can email us on indecastreality at gmail.com indecastreality at gmail.com